Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing Semantic Air, Episode 3 of the Korean BL Drama Series. This episode is the one in which Freeloader 3 realizes that he's kind of starting to like Sangwoo. Because he's sitting there and going, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do because he's not aggravated. It's like he's disrupted. Sangwoo has disrupted his entire schedule. He's getting up at 6.30 now to get to his desk so he can have the window seat. He's buying his own coffee before he comes to school. So he still has his iced or chilled coffee. And he's disrupting his entire system so that he can still be who he needs to be and have his not his routine anymore because his routine isn't there. And Freeloader number three is like, what am I going to get at the end of this? And Freeloader number three's friend looks at him and goes, you know, that's a good question because if you continue down this road, you're going to go too far. And at the end of the day, the only reason people do something like you're doing right now and would continue is because they really like that person and they can't figure out a way to express that. And Freeloader number three is going, my goodness, I really didn't think about it like that. But I am starting to kind of like Sangwoo because he won't give in to my attacks. <laughs> Basically, he's like, I finally found a worthy opponent. And I kind of like that back and forth banter, if you will. So while he's saying that, um, he sees that she, what is it? Um, I'm so sorry. I'm having trouble with Korean names right now. Let me get this up again. Okay. I think it's Siyajun. Um, let's see here. I'm Googling it because I don't want to mispronounce it. Chu Sangwoo is talking with this girl who really wants to be his girlfriend. I've seen this girl in another K-drama and I'm trying to place her because I'm going, I know you from something else, but I can't tell what it is. And she's not a bad character, but she's kind of an annoying character. It's like the thing that I don't like in some BL dramas, it's like we usually have the two guys and then we have a girl that wants to be with one of the guys. But she's the kind of girl that is like, she's really not an option, if that makes sense, for a love interest because she's just not on the same level as the guy that might consider going out with her. I mean, no offense at all to the girl character. It's just, I'm finding this to be kind of a trope in BL drama that I really don't like. It's like, not because she's female at all. I'm simply saying, if we're going to have someone who's going to be a possible match for someone then they should actually be someone that would be feasible to be a possible match. And I'm going, this girl is not feasible to be a possible match for Chu Sangwoo because she's not, she's not the same kind of person as he is. She's not even close to him in the way that he handles things and the way that he approaches life. And she's also not the polar opposite of him, which he might be drawn to. So I'm like, she's just not really... I don't mean it bad. She's just kind of a weird little character that kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. I don't 
yeah, I'm not sure how to say that nicely, so I'm just going to be completely honest here. But anyway, Chu Sengwu was talking to this girl who asked him if his nickname was Lettuce because his name sounds like Lettuce in Korean. And he says, yes, that was my name as a kid. And she says, well, can I call you Lettuce? And he's like, I don't care what you call me, woman. Um, I'm just doing my work and going to school and this is my life. And at the same time, Freeloader number three comes over and starts chatting like he's best buddies with Chu Sang Woo. And Chu Sang Woo does not like this at all. He gets up, he leaves the table, and Freeloader number three follows him. And he says, is this, is that your girlfriend? And Chu Sang Woo is like, that is not my girlfriend. That is not even my friend. She is no way related to me. Don't you dare start teasing her like you're teasing me. And Freeloader number three is like, I'm, I'm not trying to tease her. I was just asking a question. Because at this point... Freeloader number three, I really think, wasn't asking, is that your girlfriend? Because he's trying to tease the girl. He's asking because he's really like, I kind of like this person. Is this possibly his love interest? Or is he, in in not very nice words, free game? And, she's, and he's like, this is not my girlfriend. End of story. And he says, so you're going to go talk to Quickset Games? You do know they're jerks. Because he used to work for Quickset Games, as well as two of his friends. And he says... You know what? You don't have any friends, Chu Sang Woo, but I'm just telling you, Quickset Games is not a good group to work for. You don't even want to be slightly affiliated with him. And Chu Sang Woo looks at him and he goes, You know what? I don't care about your opinion. You're pathetic. You're, you might be extremely intelligent, but basically you waste your time on useless dribble. And why would I give a hoot about your opinion on anything? And then he grabs this little wad of paper, which the freeloader number three wrote um, that the space that he needed for a game developer that Chu Sang Woo put up on the college billboard was taken by freeloader number three. And he says, I'm really tired of all this behavior of yours. And Chu Sang Woo just walks off, goes to his class, etc. Well, at the end of the day, freeloader number three is saying they're going, my God, Chu Sang Woo is right. I am pathetic because I could be better, but I'm not. And I think that, you know, that's something that one of the things that I do like about BL drama as opposed to other kinds of drama is the characters usually help the other characters realize I need to be this kind of person. Not because I'm going to end up with this person and that will attract them to me. No, I need to be this kind of person because it's who I need to be. And that other party, that person that they end up with, that partner of theirs, helps them to realize who they need to be as a person. Because, you know, I think it's 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 very common in rom-coms. Like, I don't really watch rom-coms. They're not really my thing. But anyway, for those who do watch rom-coms, and I've watched enough of them that I've seen enough to go, you know, in rom-coms, we usually have this this story where the couples kind of just everything works out perfectly or if there is a struggle it's easily overcome but it's not really about personal development so much as oh this person is just wonderful and ergo I'm going to end up with them whereas I think that the thing about interesting about BLs like for example to my store or semantic air or bad buddy for instance is you have people who at their core they're pretty decent people. Although I will say freeloader number three, I'm having a hard time calling him a decent person because I'm like, decent people don't steal all the coffee and take the third window seat chair in class because they know it's going to aggravate the hell out of someone. 
That's not what a decent person does. But I'm going to try to lift my judgment of that off to the side and say, you usually have two pretty decent people and they help one another become better people. I think that's the thing that I really overall that impressed me the most about Bad Buddy is it was a perfect example. I mean, no offense, it's one of those shows that I'm going to go back to with my kitties and say, this is a great show because number one, I can sit down and watch it with my kitties without having to skip huge parts of it, like certain dramas that I could mention. And number two, I love that at the end of the day, Pat and Pran really show a relationship, whether we're talking about across the board. I'm not talking about because it's a BL drama. I'm not talking about because they're they're gay. That's not it at all. I'm talking about because of the type of people they were and how they were together. They became a much better couple together than they were as individuals apart. And it was really neat to see how that developed and morphed as time went on and as you see them four years later. Because I think that a lot of times people don't think about relationships as am I going to make this person's life better? And is this person going to help me be a better person as time goes on? Because I think if people did think like that, they'd probably live their lives very differently than they do. Because you'd be sitting there going like, what is this going to look like in 10 years, in 20 years? And yeah, you can't live ahead of yourself all that time. I totally get that. But I'm sitting there going with semantic air. I think the thing that I'm finding interesting as I'm watching it is you see freeloader number three gradually come to realize, I don't like this part of myself. I don't like that someone four years my junior is able to show me how I should be a better person because that's something that I really need to do. So anyway, he's having this this battle of the soul, as it were, at the pub with his two friends who also are kind of like him. They have a great potential, but they're kind of, they're kind of not very, they're not using their potential as much as they could be. Let's just put it that way. And as he's sitting there, Chu Sang-woo comes in with Quickset and a few other students. And the two guys from Quickset Games get really, really drunk. And Chu Sang-woo is getting ready to leave. And the one guy from Quickset is like, you don't leave. We need to talk business. And he's like, there's no point talking business right now. You send over the paperwork for the copyright and then we can discuss. And this really aggravates the gaming business owner. And he gets really belligerent and throws a drink in Chu Sang-woo's face. Chu Sang-woo then grabs his phone and says, this is not okay. If you do something like this again, I'm going to have to call the police. And then the game owner lunges at Chu Sang Wu. And Chu Sang Wu is not, he's a pretty small person. I don't mean a word. He's not very tall and he's very skinny. So he's a, he's a smaller person than the game owner, who is also not very tall, but kind of stocky. And as the game owner lunges with this board in his hand, he gets hit by a dart on the board and it's because freeloader number three comes up and goes don't do this to Chu Sang Wu and if you mess with him again you're going to mess with me and I don't think you want me hitting this dart into your head the next time and this really makes the game owner go belligerent but now he's dealing with someone who is way bigger than him because 
Freeloader number three is like way taller than Chu Sang Woo and way broader. I mean, no offense. I'm like, I would not want to be in a fight with Freeloader number three comparative in size to the other two people we're talking about. So he, the game owner is drunk and belligerent. And so Chu Sang Woo and Freeloader number three Freeloader number three grabs Chu Sing Wu's arm and goes, let's go, Kaja. And so they run out of the building. And it's the first time you see in the whole series that Chu Sang Wu is smiling as he's running down the sidewalk. And I don't think he's smiling because, oh, we were in a bar fight. Oh, how fun. No, that's not it at all. But for the first time in the whole series, Chu Sang Wu has someone who had his back, which Throughout the entire production so far, he has no friends. His family, we know, called him Lettuce as a child, but that's really all we know about them. And he is kind of a loner. He doesn't have anyone to depend on. And so by grabbing his hand and saying Kaja and standing up for him in front of a bunch of people at the table when this guy was being belligerent and junk, I think Chase Uru is like, I don't really like Freeloader number three, but I appreciate his endeavors right now. I really do like that he's way bigger than I am and kind of helped me get out of the situation. And so he then goes home with Freeloader number three, who is trying to get into his apartment, but realizes that he left his bag at the bar and doesn't want to go back and deal with a drunk guy. So he's like, Chu Sing Woo, can I, can I come into your apartment and use your computer so that I can message my friends via text? And he says, don't you have their numbers? And he's like, I don't have their numbers memorized and my phone is dead. Here, I'll show you. My phone is dead. And he holds up his phone. And he's like, Chu Sing Wu is like, I do not let anyone in my apartment. So you are not coming in my apartment. And then he just walks in. And I think it's kind of like Sheldon Cooper when he makes up his mind about something. He's like, Chu Sing Wu is like, I do not let people in my apartment. This is my private space. And they could mess it up. And God forbid that happen. And so he just shuts the door. And, and Freeloader number three is like, I just saved this guy from being in a bar fight. And now I'm sitting alone outside my apartment door because I do not have my keys because I left my bag at the bar. So, and I don't remember my friend's numbers, so I can't call them either. And so he's kind of just like, I really can't believe I had this happen. And so then about a few minutes later, Chu Sang Wu opens the door, backs up, and he goes, you have sip minutes, basically. You have 10 minutes in my house, and that is it. And then you have to leave. <laughs> Which I think, you know, it's interesting to see the personal growth on both fronts because I'm like, I can't really believe Chu Sang Wu let Freeloader number three in his house, even across the threshold. That's quite amazing given Freeloader number three's behavior so far. I'm like, you know, we're seeing personal development in both the boys, so to speak. This is good. This is moving forward. No matter if they end up together or not, I'm like, this is good personal development. So overall, I give this episode possibly a 7 out of 10. I am still would like it way better if we had, if we had different... Um, we didn't have quite so much slapstick humor at the first one. As I said before, I think that's rather kind of uh, lame -o. And then also, um, I do not like the, the bullying aspect of the show. Because I think that, you know, we have friends to lovers tropes in things and it works. Like, for example, Fighting Mr. Second, Return of the Number Runner-Up. Okay, I will totally admit those are those are enemies to lovers. Although I will say I kind of have a trouble calling it enemies to lovers because Gao Shidi never was an enemy of Zhao Shui. Zhao Shui was kind of a yeah, 
misunderstood Gaoshidi, but they weren't really ever enemies. I mean, it was complete misunderstanding on both parts. So I really don't think the whole enemies to lovers trope really works that great because it's mainly just a misunderstood enemy. It's not a real enemy. But I do have a problem with, if this were real life, I don't see how Freeloader number three and Chu sang could be together because I'm like, Freeloader number three can be very mean, and I wouldn't wish that on somebody like Chu sang who has had life kind of hard, I'm guessing. So that's where I see this kind of storyline as breaking up a little, but I'm going to be curious to see how they work this story. It's going to be interesting. And I do have to say, even though the music is not my style, I think the music they used in this production fit it perfectly because it's about gaming and it's kind of game music. So it's kind of an interesting thing. So anyway, I would definitely check out the series if you haven't already. It is one of the better Korean BLs that I have seen. I am still kind of standing out here on the sidelines going, I'm not sure what the final score for me is going to be on this series, but I definitely have enjoyed it so far. Check it at the round table. Bye. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels, The Hand Network, Check It Roundtable, and also The Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website, that's onacar.com, that's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses, R-O-S-E-S, out of the snow, O-U-T-O-F, S-N-O-W at gmail.com. And you can support us also on Venmo, the the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O N N A C A R R. The last four to verify are 1143. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.